This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 83. Uh, we're going to be talking about drivers today. And with me, oh, well, okay, I should introduce myself. I'm Craig, your host. And over there, he is Chris. Hi, Chris. I'm here again. How's it going? It's going well. How about you? Uh, not too bad. You you told me earlier it's been a crazy week. How how it, you doing? It's been a ridiculous week. I'm doing well. I, it should be... Well, I, I have drill tomorrow, so I get to play Army tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> So it's not like it's going to really slow down too terribly much. Yeah. T- today has been a little bit slower pace. And after we get done with this recording, it I only have a few little things I need to do. And Hopefully get, to- get a few hours of fun before I go and wake up early and yeah. go be... Uh, go play gi joe (laughs) (laughs) and you know usually this is fun for me because usually uh you and i record on monday or tuesday to get an episode out on wednesday i'm gonna be gone next week so we decided to record on a friday so i get and and those of you who aren't uh watching on youtube you should be first of all go go to youtube Uh, and then those of you who are on youtube like and subscribe hey uh, all right uh but those of you who are watching on youtube get to see chris in casual friday yeah i we've kind of switched <laughs> roles because you've got the nice button down shirt that's right, and that's right. i show up in t-shirts shorts and flip-flops that's all right my hair a, is still not today. and my hair is still not army rig so <laughs> mine's uh, not either i need to get a haircut between now and tomorrow morning <laughs> so so uh chris today we're talking about drivers it's all about drivers um and for those who have questions on this subject and uh, you know as we're talking about this as we're talking about hiring drivers and keeping drivers and uh what your drivers are doing for you currently um i want people to go to our facebook page go find holland assets on facebook and comment there Uh, if you have any questions or comments about this episode please let us know Uh, you can also do that at hollandassetsllc.com where you can uh, it's it uses the facebook commenting thing anyway so it's kind of the same thing almost but go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes and where you can make comments. We love seeing those. And we love seeing your five-star reviews on iTunes and elsewhere. Yeah. All right. It, it seems like, you know, keep them coming, obviously. But uh, we, we've gotten a pretty good, a decent number of them the last uh, several weeks. And, and sure appreciate them. Some have been super nice. Um, so those of you that do it, thank you. You know, keep stoking my ego. I, I like I like hearing <laughs> that we're helping people out. and. Uh, so keep them coming. Absolutely. All right. So Chris, uh, it's all about drivers today. Uh, you wanted to start off with some things that your drivers are doing really well. Th- things that you have noticed that uh, that you love having drivers for, right? Yeah. Uh, so hit me with some of those. So um, a, a couple of them are going to be about experience that happened because of this week. So this week you mentioned, I, I told you it was an extra crazy busy week for me. I had to, on Tuesday, fly out to Atlanta for some business meetings for for motor carrier hq meeting with some guys um on a project that we're we're working on so just all day long meetings um and then flew out yesterday um think you know late yesterday got home late last night so anyway right as i'm trying to um kind of we're trying to wrap up the meeting um and get ready to go to the airport uh, all hell breaks loose awesome and um you know, when it rains, it storms. Mike was having an issue with a, a load. They changed the load on us. And so Mike, obviously driver number one, been been with us for over a year now. Um, and he, he said, you know what? I'll call the broker. 
and see if I can get it figured out. And you know what? He did. He called the broker, got it all figured out, got everything all fixed, everything all arranged. And that just was a huge help for me because I, it, it, it made it so that I didn't have to spend the time doing that at a time that like normally I wouldn't mind at all. And normally Jake would actually handle something like that, but he happened to be out of town too. Mm-hmm. And, um, Mike doing that just super helped me. And, and not everybody's willing to do that. And right. That's kind of a, an above and it's a, above, above and beyond, beyond situation. Yeah. He, right. He just jump in, took the bull by the horns and, and got it figured out and got it taken care of. And it, and it got figured out, got figured out. Everything awesome. got resolved. Good. Well, and, and how many drivers are driving for Holland Assets now? There's four. Four of them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So right within half an hour of that, um, I, I think this actually happened bef- first before before uh, uh, Mike's issue. Um, Greg calls me. So he's our newest driver. Welcome to the team, Greg. Yeah. Um, your, your name is almost cool. Greg. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, Greg, Greg is cooler than Craig, by the way. Oh, ooh. okay. All right. <laughs> um, so he, he calls and he had a blowout on the trailer. Um, and it wasn't just your normal blowout. It's one of those bad ones that it, you know, it, it caused a little bit of damage to the ABS system, mm. a, a little bit of damage to the mud flap. And it wasn't one that was a complete blowout. Those are actually a little bit easier because, you know, you don't have a tire that's still on the rim and knock, right, right. Know, knocking around, breaking other things. And, and so this one didn't completely break apart. So you still have tread that's that's flapping around. So anyway, um, Greg calls me, um, says, you know what, I'll figure out how to get the, the tire off so we didn't have to call a mobile mechanic to come out and fix the tire on, on site, which makes it even worse. So he, he was able to fix the tire, make the vehicle drivable, got himself all the way to a tire shop and arranged the repair, arranged everything. And all I had to do was um, Cut send, the him check. A, yep, send him an EFS code for a check. Ah. And that was it. So, so uh, again. All right, Greg. Bad. You, you're accepted. Fine. All <laughs> right. Absolutely bad timing, but super, super helpful yeah. in that situation. Again, going above and beyond, um, being you know a, a true professional and, and just kind of taking care of things and handling things. Yep. Uh, who else is on the team these so, days? So those were the first and the last drivers that we've hired. And then um, you've got uh, Larry and John that we hired both kind of at the same time. They actually came from the same company, knew each other. We were looking for two drivers at the same time. They both came on board. Um, and, and John has been super helpful He's, he's, he's pretty tech savvy and, and we have kind of been in the process of trying to figure out a way to scale how we fuel the trucks and finding good fuel stations that are going to get us the best price and, and whatnot. And, um, we're, we're kind of developing an app to do that. And John has been using the app. Um, he's done a really good job, uh, you know, really thorough in, in finding his fuel locations, good fuel locations and above and beyond that. He's been helping other drivers um, learn how to use the app, so that that's yeah. been that's been really helpful. So taking some initiative there, taking some initiative. Okay. Um, he and he can conceptualize things and understands. You know, we, we haven't had to really train him much. He he kind of figured the app out on his own, right? And that's been really helpful. Being the tech savvy person, he Being is the tech savvy guy. Uh, and is. lastly, there's Larry. And right? then there's Larry, and and Larry's just he's one of those guys that is just a get out and get the job done. Um, you, you take, for example, and there was a situation a, a few weeks ago where he was hauling a nursery load. And a lot of times when you haul a nursery load, I mean, you're hauling trees mm. in pots and guess what? The reefer gets pretty dirty <laughs> oftentimes <laughs> right. after that. 
And, you know, when you do a trailer washout, you know, it's 60 to 100 bucks to wash out that trailer. Well, he kind of just jumped in, got it all taken care of, was able to, you know, get a hose, get, uh, you know, all the material out and, and, you know, just kind of took care of that job. It's not the, obviously not the, the most fun thing to do in the world, but he got out and done it. Yeah. And then and another thing that's, you know, again, he's just kind of going above and beyond and doing things that he doesn't have to do. We were having an, an, an air leak issue with one truck. I think it was an air leak issue with the truck. And, um, Larry's got a, a pretty good handful of, um, contacts within his network, you know, call on other drivers that he's worked with and, and mechanics and, and, you know, trying to find a solution to, to this other mechanical issue that we had, not even in his truck, it was in another truck. And, hmm. you know, that, that, that's, again, he's going above and beyond trying to, you know, solve problems and, and, and make things happen. And, and that kind of stuff's, it's, it's hard to, it, it's valuable. It, it's, you know, the, we try to take good care of our drivers and, and they're, they do, you know, those four, four guys are doing a really good job of, of, of taking, taking care, care of, of us yeah. too. And, and we sure appreciate that. Awesome. Well, you know, there's a reason that we're starting with these stories about your four drivers. And that is that, uh, we wanted to highlight what a good employee looks like, you know, what a good employee does. And now we're going to talk about how you find, <laughs> cause I'm laughing because it's, it's no joke and it's not easy. How no. you find a driver like this, how you keep a driver like this, how you support them. Uh, that's, that's kind of the whole topic for today. Uh, so Chris, just based on those stories, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on what your answer is going to be. But the question I've got for you is, what do you look for in a driver as you go out and look for one? Well, there's a there's kind of a this saying in the trucking industry, or or really how truckers sometimes refer to themselves or refer to other truckers. They they put them in two categories. You're either a professional driver, which you, heavy emphasis on the professional <laughs> sure because it's really about anybody well, not anybody but I, i'm probably oversimplifying this a little bit but that driver piece um you know the the other the other end of the spectrum they call them um steer, steering wheel holders you know right. you've got you've right. got your professional driver that is more than just a driver that that acts professionally works professionally you know does some of the things like like I've been talking about with Mike, John, Larry, and Greg, you know, they, they, they go above and beyond and they, they conduct themselves in a very professional manner. Yeah. Um, and, and are, you know, care about the truck and, um, care about how they represent the company when they go into a shipper and receiver and, and, and do all those things and do them really well. And then you've got the guy that's just the steering wheel holder that, you know, will get the truck down the road. You know, they may scrape the side of the truck up against something and cause <laughs> right. damage there, but they're not going to never tell you. And never tell you and they're but they're they're also not going to go out and do those extra things and, and and they don't behave in that in that uh professional manner so really what you're looking for is that professional truck driver not that steering wheel holder not you know you, some of these bigger companies you know they, they'll hire anybody that can fog a mirror right, right. You know, check check the pulse or the breathing yep <laughs> we'll hire you yeah um you, you can't do that especially as a smaller company um, you got to be a little pickier than, gotta be a little pickier. than you would otherwise. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. It, and the reason for that, I, I have to assume, is that um, you, as a small business owner especially, you don't have a, a team of, uh, you know, trainers or something. Dispatchers going around. Did, or anyway, dri driver you don't managers. Have, or, yeah. You don't have the time to handhold. No. Right. And don't. so somebody who is kind of in a similar boat or even just hiring their first driver, you know, you're not going to 
Yeah, you, you're going to devote a little bit of time to them, but you you don't have the time to actually teach somebody how to be a truck driver. Yep. Right? Is that yeah, fair? You, it, that and and also owning a trucking company is, is stressful. Owning any company is stressful because there's a lot going on. You've got a lot of responsibility on your shoulder. Um, and, and I would say trucking companies are even more so than a lot of other companies. It, it's, it's not easy. There's a lot on your mind, a lot of things that you've got to take care of and a lot of things that can go wrong and cause headaches. And, and the last thing you need is a driver that adds to that stress level unnecessarily. Right. Right. And so you want to have that driver that not only doesn't add stress to your, your, to you, they, to they take it away. Right. They, yeah. they do things that kind of reduce that stress load. Like, uh, yesterday I would have been super stressed if it wasn't for the, the extra effort that, that both Mike and Greg put in. Right. And, and so that's kind of what you're looking for is, is somebody that can, can act like that and behaves like that as a true professional truck driver, uh, not a steering wheel holder. Okay. So now the, uh, was, is it the $64,000 question? I'm trying to remember pyramid <laughs> now, uh, the $64,000 question. How do you find that professional driver how do how do you and i'm asking you specifically how do you go about doing this so that's not easy i mean it's not easy for anybody and, and it's not easy to find the right person in any business hmm. um, and, and trucking is no exception to that and so one thing that you kind of have to keep in mind is no matter how diligent you are and how good of a job that you do you're not always going to hit it out of the park you know you're on occasion going to hire somebody that you think is get, just going to be great and they don't turn out that way. Right. So don't get discouraged if you you don't hit it out of the ballpark with those first hires yeah. or any hire. You know, it's it's, it's going to happen. But if you do your due diligence and you do a good job of screening and, you know, asking questions and, you know, maybe even contacting some previous employers or, or you know, whatever your screening process is, you're, you do a good job in that process you're much more likely to find that good guy than the bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. So well, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to ask you to continue. So, so we can, we can go into the mechanics of exactly, you know, how do you find those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, that's, that's kind of my question is mechanically speaking, uh, logistically speaking, do you just go to indeed and throw up a, a listing on a job board and, and that, uh, hope that somebody that, comes your way? That's one way to do it. So, I actually, maybe even before we get into that, I, I feel like I might be jumping ahead of myself just a little bit. Okay. Um, the first thing you need to do is, is, is as you're looking for a driver, you've got to keep in mind that you've got to be able to incentivize, especially people in, in this market, you've got to be able to incentivize the drivers and entice them to want to leave their current situation to come over to you. Now is do I remember correctly that there's a bit of driver shortage right now and everybody's looking yeah, for drivers? It's a, it's a huge driver so shortage. It's probably about as bad as it's ever been. And so is that making that tougher to to be attractive enough to bring drivers over? That's that's you know, the the demand is high and so they're they're able to demand high, right? Yeah. Um, but that's, um, you know, of course markets fluctuate, so that's not always going to be the case. It's not always going to be the case, yeah. but so, so you've got it. You've probably, especially if you're a smaller trucking company and you may not be able to offer some of the other benefits, a bigger trucking company would be, would give, you, you probably have to be comp pretty competitive in wage. That's usually really the first thing people want is, sure. is a good, good they, wage. They want that shiny number. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What else? Um, and, and then really I, I've, I've found that a lot of it is, is just 
treat your drivers different. And, and, you know, I, I'm really pretty diligent when I screen and I talk to, uh, we're interviewing drivers, you know, what kind of operations have you been do doing? How long have you typically been out on the road? How many miles do you drive in a day? Um, and, and just make sure that what they've been doing lines up with how you operate. Or, or at least that they want to be operating the way that you operate and their experience yeah. gives them well, like, the, the runway to get started. On exactly. That. Like, for example, say, you know, you really like your trucks to be able to drive, you know, on average 600 miles a day. And, you know, they, they're, they've been driving 500 miles a day at the company that they're currently at. And that's the reason they're wanting to leave. Well, they, they want more miles. They want more miles. And yeah. so in that situation, that's, that's a good thing. So yeah, right? it's, yeah, I guess my point just being, they don't have to be, have been doing exactly the same job that you're offering as no. long as, as long as it's close. They're and, on that and pathway. Yeah. They're, they're wanting to do something similar to what, to what you've got. I, and, the, and, and a lot of times how you ask those questions in the interview process, it, you've got to be a little bit careful with it because you don't want to lead them. You want to kind of get out of them how they want to operate so that you truly kind of get their opinion rather than, you know, kind of telling them how you operate and saying, is that okay with you? Right. Like, you know, for example, you know, let, let's stick with the miles scenario. Um, we, we run 700 miles a day. Is that okay with you? They're probably going to say yes. Right. But if you say, how many miles do you want to run a day? You kind of get more of a, um, an honest answer. Honest answer yeah. Instead yeah. of, yeah. Instead of yes, no. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. So can we get back into the mechanics of it let's, then? Yeah, how you're, in, where get, you're going to find these people? Let's get into the mechanics of it. Okay. So what do you do first? Um, you, you mentioned indeed, you know, and like you've got the, the major job posting boards, like indeed monster zip recruiter, all those i actually we use those for hiring office positions i have yet to use those um in, for hiring a driver with that being said you know as i was kind of preparing for this podcast i was starting to think you know what we probably ought to the next time we hire a driver just see how they work yeah see yeah I, see if you get i can't good really talk about them um uh smartly like, like i'm educated on that because I, I haven't really done it i mean it's worked well in the office sector i don't know if it's going to work super well with drivers yeah it could be interesting so i think next time we do one just for shits and giggles i'm going to try that okay so what uh, what's been your uh, golden goose where do you find so we, all these things th there's there have been two methods that we've primarily used to find them so you know, Indeed, Monster, and ZipRecruiter are kind of the national job boards. Well, there's mm -hmm. a local one here that we've used that's called KSL Classifieds. In the Salt Lake area. It's in the Salt Lake area, you know, really all of Utah. Um, it, it's similar to a Craigslist, but it's just something that... that local. Local, and, and, it, and it's much more popular in Utah than Craigslist is. I think most of the other, the country uses Craigslist more. So that, that may be a good, a good option for people. So we've found two of our four drivers through that that KSL classified hmm. slash Craig, Craigslist-esque um, platform. Okay, so it's similar to a job board, but it's classified ad. Okay, it's what similar. else? What about uh, social media? You going to search on groups and whatnot on yeah, Facebook? Yeah, social media is a great way to do it. You know, uh, we, we I see in the industry a lot of, especially medium-sized trucking companies, use social media really well. There, you can place ads and you can do hiring through social media, and, and they do that pretty well. And, and, I, and I think that the smaller trucking companies can do that well as well, even, even owner operators and, and really small fleet owners. It's just a matter of 
building a social media network, you know, sure. linking with other drivers and, uh, which is not easy. It's that not, it's not takes easy time. to do. It does. It takes time. So it's not one of those things you can just say, Hey, I'm going to go start a social media campaign today and be able to find a driver in two weeks. It's probably something that you need to start early on start it. it social media really is a way to network, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or even Instagram, you know, it's a way to kind of get your face out to connect with other drivers, um, other company owners, and you know, and then can eventually be a platform that you can use to kind of recruit. You know, hey, post it. We're 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 looking to hire, or you know, you can develop little relationships with with other drivers and you know, just reach out to them, and say, hey, I'm looking for to hire. Are you interested, or do you know somebody else that might be interested? Um, that that's one technique that's one way to do it yeah any any others that you want to throw out there um kind of related we and we've talked to it a, a little bit um networking just networking non social media non social media yeah. any kind of networking you know um you've probably known other drivers you know with your friends your you know in, in in a lot of industries they talk about your circle of influence sure right people that you know your family your friends um acquaintances things like that reaching out to them letting them know that you're you're looking for a driver and, and just always, you know, talking to people as much as you can is a, is a good way to do it. And, and one thing that Nate has done that, that Nate this is being, actually Nate, the partner, right. the, the business partner. Just want to make sure Holland people Assets. remember. Yeah. Um, he, he has gone out and been extra proactive and you know, this is kind of a form of networking. He's gone to, you know, when he's had an opportunity to go to, whether it's a travel plaza or a shipper's yard or a receiver's yard, and he's talked to drivers and just, Hey, we're looking to hire. Is this something you're interested in? You know, and, and he'll typically look like, cause we, you know, I, it, it's never a bad thing to talk to everybody, but it's also a really good thing also to kind of focus in on, um, you know, guys in your area. Cause that's typically the easiest to hire people that are located within your state. And so he, you know, he specifically seek out trucks with Utah license plates and, you know, talk to drivers in, in those kind of situations. So is that, um, it, he's going around asking people, hey, you know, is this something you're interested in? Do you worry at all about um, getting a reputation for poaching or you've a- got, anything like that? You've got to be careful of that and you've got to be respectful of where you're doing that with. So you, you've got to be careful. You don't want to, you don't want to. Piss off other companies. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. I mean. It, but like you said, it's uh, that's kind of the thing is you got to talk to everybody. And when the person at the yard says, nah, it's, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, you say, great, awesome, glad you're happy. Just keep us in mind. Here's my business card. If you know somebody else who's yeah. looking for something, then please send them our way. And, and when he'd do that, he'd have a flyer that he'd give him that, mm-hmm. that would talk a little bit about the company and, and, and work pretty well. And he actually, I mean, just... Anywhere you see somebody, he, we got really far down the path and almost hired a guy that he'd met at a Walmart parking lot. You know, he'd gone Mm. grocery shopping and there was somebody coming out of a truck that was parked there to go do a little bit of grocery shopping and, and started a conversation with them. And we, we almost ended up hiring them. Well, who knew Walmart? It's just, it's, it saves you money, makes you money. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) It's just always being out there and talking and all that kind of stuff helps okay so you've used these methods to go out find some drivers um you've got four of them now and how many by the end of the year are we thinking we, we're gonna add one more truck this year one so more we'll truck have a fifth okay by the end so, of this year. Right, that's right 
And so we're already trying to build our pipeline because that new driver is not going to come online until probably October. Right. But we've got a few people in the pipeline that have expressed some interest that, um, you know, especially when we get within a month of that, that mm. we'll reach out to them again and just um, get that ball rolling. Yep. Okay. So once you've got all these people, uh, not just in the pipeline, but actually on your payroll, um, and you, you said, you know, you never know, you might hire a dud, but it sounds like you've got four really good professional drivers right now. How do you go about keeping them um yeah let's let's just leave i i had another little bit to the question but I'll, I'll save that for a minute how do you go about keeping a good driver and that's that's really the part that i think a lot of people don't put enough emphasis on um is, is keeping them because it, it, it is hard to find drivers it's costly you know it costs money to hire somebody with ads and interviews and mm-hmm. it takes money and it takes time and you're you're typically much better off to put forth a little bit of extra effort to keep drivers. And, and I, I can't emphasize that enough is you want to treat your people well so that they don't want to leave. Don't give them a reason to leave. Okay. Essentially. So that, that's really kind of what it boils down to is just you, you, you treat them well. Um, I think as a driver or as a, as a business owner, you look for ways to, um, strengthen that relationship you know your driver and and company relationship is a relationship like any other relationship it takes work it takes effort on both sides and it has to be mutually beneficial um you know same same thing with you know trying to keep your spouse happy or you know a a partner happy you it it takes work and happy driver happy life there you go yeah that's a new saying we should put that on (laughs) as a tagline happy driver happy life yeah. We need to find something that rhymes. I, I I'm not that quick to come up with uh, something off the top of my head, but yeah. that's that's pretty good though. I'll give you a little bit of credit for that one. <laughs> I, I like that. So uh, yeah, okay, so good. You're treating them well. I, anything else? I think you on lo- this subject. Well, I, I think you look for ways that you can. Um, you, you talk in a relationship. There has to be give and take, right? Sure. And, and so I think as a business owner, you look for any way that you can give. That is yeah. reasonable. You, you can't pay them, you know, $50 a mile. There, that, there that, is. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. There is such a thing as overpaying yeah. and, it, and it hurts them as much as it hurts you. Yeah. Um, so you, you've got to, it, it's got to always be within reason, but you look ways to give and, and try to avoid taking as much yeah. as possible. Uh, and, and I would say from the company perspective, um, you, you want to, probably err on the side of caution and, and be more apt to give than to take. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, and that's okay. And that's probably the way that it should be. Yeah. It, this kind of reminds me of something I, I've been thinking about lately. I'm not like you, Chris, I'm not a serial entrepreneur. I've been an employee of many different companies, right? Uh, <laughs> which, which makes me sound awful. Many companies. Oh yeah. Oh, I've been around the block. <laughs> Every six months you've got a new job. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. No. Uh, but what I was thinking is, um, as I've reflected back on many different employers that I've had, the ones that I appreciated the most actually expected quite a lot of me. Um, and some of the ones who were, uh, at best forgettable and at worst bad employers were the ones who just kind of, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, sure. Just be the steering wheel holder, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever you know, turn in your, your logs and, and call it good. Right. Um, so it's, but there's a balance, obviously, if you expect too much of somebody, you're going to burn them out and you know, it's, it's a bad way to go. But, uh, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is as a business owner, um, 
as long as you expect reasonable things and hold people accountable, then they're going to rise to the occasion and be good employees you yeah. know, if I, they are that professional driver. I think as people, we were, our being needs to have, needs to be challenged. We need to have purpose in life. And um, that that's where that kind of comes is, is that higher expectation challenges you and it, and it pushes you to be better and it pushes you to um, provide purpose. And, and we, we, we feed on that mentally and spiritually as human beings. We need that in our lives. I've, I've seen, you know, family and friends and, and people in my lives who haven't really had a lot of purpose and, and, and kind of, you know, for better lack of better words, they, they just kind of lounge around and, and let life happen. And, and in some cases they're just, um, do very, very little and, and they live, um, existences that just are not happy. And so I, I think that's part of the reason is it, it's okay to challenge people and push people to do better because we, we thrive on that. It, it's good for our well being. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, good. Anything else on this particular topic that we need to address? There, there was one thing that I kind of missed when we were talking a little bit about the give and take, right. And mm. looking for ways to give, um, an example that I wanted to share. So if, for example, when, when a driver, one of our Utah based drivers comes in and, um, you know, th there are situations where sometimes they've got something going on and, and, um, they need to be home sooner and, and they can't deliver a load. I'll go out and deliver a load for them. Um, you know, that's not really, they make their money by driving miles, right? Sure. You know, they're not sitting at the dock and, and waiting to get loaded or unloaded. And so there's been situations where, you know, I'll, I'll help them out and, and go get loaded or go get unloaded for them. And, and that, and that shows that you do care about, about them and, and their life outside of trucking. And, and, you know, that's, that's a good example of a way that you can, without too much effort, um, give. Yeah. At the same time you're expecting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good. Chris, uh, what else do we want to talk about as far as drivers go uh, before we wrap this topic up for the day? There's one question that, that is kind of related that I get asked quite often, and and that is, um, is it possible to start a truck, trucking company without having a CDL, okay, without okay, having right. ever been a driver? This is interesting. Okay. So we're talking about this because we're making the shift, at least mentally, from driving to owning and building up the company, building your fleet. And if somebody listening to this or, you know, whatever, somebody who knows somebody who's listening to this might be thinking to themselves, gosh, that sounds pretty sweet. Can I get in on this? Yeah. Uh, I, I know how I've, I've hired people before I've run a business. Boy, trucking sounds awesome. So the question that you're addressing then is, can you do this without actually being a trucker first? Yeah. And, right. and, and it happens all the time, you know, probably more often than you would think. So is it possible? Absolutely. Um, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage though. Just, you, you can't go out and deliver that load. You can't somebody. go out and deliver the load. You, you don't really, you, it, it's harder to relate to the experiences that drivers are going through. Um, it, it's harder to, you know, help a driver solve a problem because you haven't been through that problem necessarily yourself. And, and in, in bad situations, when you have more of the steering wheel holder and, and not as much as the professional driver, you know, you, you'll get guys that'll yank your chain and, and, mm. and, Take advantage, to take advantage of, of your, your lack of knowledge. Yeah, and exactly and so that's say. something that can be a really big problem if if you haven't had a CDL and you haven't been out there and you haven't done that. Okay. Can those things be overcome? Absolutely. And maybe let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So how, how do you... Uh, okay, no, not how do you, because you are in a different situation. 
how do I? <laughs> how do I go about this process of starting a trucking company? Well, the, the first thing, and that's why this is kind of related to this topic, is is that first hire, especially, where really all your truck drivers until you get up to a certain, you know, probably five to ten trucks, those first five hires and those first five drivers that you have are going to be absolutely critical. Like you, you don't have the option to hire a steering wheel holder. No you've room got for error. There's, there's not much room for error there. And so you've got to hire a good professional driver who cares about what they do, who takes pride in the work that they do, um, because y you're just not going to be able to handle or deal with situations as well when you've got that steering wheel holder. You, yeah. need, a, you need a good driver. Okay. Um, and uh, so with that first driver that you hire, uh, again, you want them to be a professional driver. Do you, are you looking for somebody who has been on the road for a year or somebody who's been on the road for 20 years? I think you're looking for somebody that's probably more in like that 10 to 20 year range. Okay. Maybe five. Like I, I don't think if I, if I were going to start a company and not have a CDL, I, I don't think I would hire somebody that had less than five years of experience. Okay. And, and, and to compound on that, not just somebody that's had five years of experience, but somebody that's had at least a couple years of, of experience in the type of trucking that you're going to do. So if you're going to haul reefer and you hire somebody that's got five years of dry van experience, I, that's not a good, that's not a good transition because right. there's enough complexities to, to reefers and knowing how to operate and what to look for, knowing how to handle the cargo, um, that, that you, you need to have a little bit of experience at reefer before you, you bring somebody on. Right. Um, Vice, you know, if, 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 if it was somebody that had hauled reefer and is transitioning to dry van, that's a little bit easier to do. Mm -hmm. And this person who's been on the road for five, 10 plus years, uh, I imagine if you, if you find the right person, you cultivate that relationship, they're not just driving for you, you know, again, not just a steering wheel holder, but, uh, you've got that good, uh, employee relationship with them, they're also going to be a great resource for future drivers as well, right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and another thing that you can kind of do along those lines to help out with this transition, if you don't have a CDL, um, I think it's critical that you hire a dispatcher that has either had a, a has driven in the past or has at least several years of experience working with, you know, the equivalent of a small fleet, you know, probably 10 10 trucks and mm. 10 drivers and they, they, they've, they've seen most everything that's going to happen and they know how to handle it and they know how to deal with it. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's another way that you can kind of compensate for your lack of, of having a CDL is having a really good dispatcher. And when you're hiring a dispatcher and forgive my lack of knowledge here, I, I don't want to take advantage of your lack of knowledge, Chris, um, or my lack of knowledge, I should say, how many trucks can a single dispatcher handle? And uh, addendum to that question is um, when you are looking to build a fleet, you know, you're going up to five trucks, 10 trucks, 20 trucks. Uh, at what point do you contract that out? And at what point do you hire somebody full time to do your dispatching? That's a, I mean, that's a hard question. I don't think there's a hard number for that to answer that question. It depends on the, it depends on the situation. Well, I, you asked a couple questions there. So let's talk how many trucks can a dispatcher handle? Um, I think 10 to 12 is kind of the sweet spot. Mm. You'll see some really good dispatchers that, you know, just kind of how expansions and, and stuff go may get up to 15. But even Jake has told me that he doesn't like to handle 15 because it's just, it's hard to provide a good level of service 
to all your trucks when you've got 15 like 10 to 12 is i think kind of the sweet spot okay yeah i was just curious um, about that one okay good so but sorry then, you look like you get something well else. then then's the the second part of the question oh right um you know as far as when do you transition from a dispatcher hire you know having a dispatcher working for your company to having that done internally it, it really just depends on how you're trying to grow um you know things like that and and it's probably somewhere around that same realm as maybe when you want to start thinking about it maybe as early as five to ten but it, it can range a lot you may you may decide that you want to focus your time on developing relationships with shippers managing your drivers and hiring and all those other things and it's worth it to you to you to pay the fee to a really good dispatcher that knows what they're doing even if you've got 20 trucks yeah you may have a couple dispatchers at that point okay all right well sounds good uh you know chris i remember you texted me a little earlier and said hey i've got a really simple quick episode that we can do and gosh, it we, hasn't, it hasn't been very quick. Has it? I, well, I, I, I'm just saying this is a lot of good info. We've been it going is. for a while. Yeah. So I, I hope that people find it valuable. Do you have anything else that you want to add uh, bottom line before we wrap up for today? Um, two, two points I want to make. One is something that, that we hadn't talked about yet on the, um, the question of, can I, um, start a trucking company without a CDL. Oh, sure. One more thing that I think is critical to have is a good mentor. So somebody who has either um, been an owner operator, owned a trucking company, um, somebody that you can call and ask questions to, you know, if, if you happen to have one of those, you know, thought you hired a professional driver, but turns out to be a steering wheel mm, holder, somebody that can give you opinions. Yeah. You know, is this guy jerking my chain or is he telling the truth? Um, you know, somebody that, that can, can help you out in that arena. And again, it's kind of like with a driver, you want to, you ideally want to have a mentor that, you know, if you're going to do flatbed, that mentor's done flatbed. If you're going to do reefer, that mentor's done reefer. You, you want somebody that that's done this exactly what it is that you're trying to do. Every time you say you know, on a different podcast, every time you say I'm hauling reefer, he's done reefer. It just, <laughs> it, it, it clangs off my ears because I'm not in the industry so much, Chris. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we, uh, we talk reefers all the time. What, uh, you said there were a couple things you wanted to say. What was the and, other and then, thing? And then the, the last thing, just kind of trying to reemphasize, bring this all back together. Drivers are, are critical to your operation. You know, a, a good driver is either going to make or break you. And so, mm-hmm. I can't emphasize enough that you want to, you know, get a system in place and you, you want to try to find that, those good professional drivers, yeah. they, they're going to cost you more money, um, than a steering wheel holder is, but in it's the worth short it. term, in the short term. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, in the long term, a, a steering wheel holder could end up costing you a lot more money. Yeah. You're more likely to get into accident, accidents, um, sour relationships with shippers, you know, give your company a bad reputation, get you in trouble with the FMCSA um, because you're not you're not operating safely. So, yeah. I can't emphasize enough how critical a good driver is. And I can't emphasize enough how much I want people to go to HollandAssetsLLC.com. You like that transition? Good uh, And uh, check out the full show notes, comment, go to Facebook, and go to uh, give us reviews on iTunes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and also. Um, what was it? Oh, YouTube. That's right. You know what I was going to say? I've been, so I've been sitting here looking at my monitor, uh, making sure everything's going okay. If I were a real professional, honestly, okay, let me put the camera back on Chris. If I were a real professional, I would have a different angle for you, but I, I'm not. So are you I looking have, at, cause it, so I'm, I have a terrible angle, but we're looking at my bad side. Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is that somehow right now, uh, not with that goofy grin, but 
through this episode, I've been like, he kind of looks like George Clooney from this <laughs> angle. So everybody needs to go to YouTube, subscribe. Even, you know, honestly, I know this is a podcast and, you know, people uh, are listening to it on the road, as you should. Please continue doing that. Uh, but uh, if that's the case, still go to YouTube, find the channel, uh, support the channel by liking and subscribing and, you know, all those things. Uh, and uh, check out this episode where you can see Chris looking a little bit like George Clooney. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I, I wish I had his money. I, you've seen George Clooney, right? Yeah. yeah, I'd say that's a good thing. Okay. So, all right. So, Chris, thank you for coming in today. And thanks to everybody else for listening as well. Um, good. I, 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 gosh, I think we're good to, to I think run. We're good. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. See you in a couple of weeks.